Blog Talk Radio. September 2014 edition of our show. I'm so happy to have you listening. I, I see the queue of people waiting to call in is already it's already taller than me, which is honestly not that hard to do. But it's exciting to know that right at the begin, beginning of the show, we've already got so many people waiting to call in and read your poetry. My name is Rick Lupert. I'm the master of ceremonies of the show. I'm thrilled to have you with me. I'm also the guy behind the Poetry Superhighway website. Perhaps you know that already, and this is just redundant information, and I'm just wasting your time. It's very hot here in Southern California. No, no, wait. I'm sorry I said that wrong. It's so hot here in Southern California. Sorry, I was waiting for you guys to, to all shout in unison, how hot is it? But I forget that this is a kind of a one-way thing on the radio. I'll just assume that you all said that. It's so hot, my air conditioner asked to join the union. Yeah, I don't even know what that means either. I'm sorry. It's just very hot here. It's affecting my ability to say things that make sense. It's like 200 degrees here, which um, is good for keeping a pie comfortably warm in an oven, but not so good for people to kind of just exist in. At any rate, uh, welcome. Uh, call in. The number is 646-716-7362. Um, we're going to get to your calls in the order that you call in. You'll have the chance to read a poem, and of course I'll ask you what's going on in your poetry world. It's going to be an opportunity for you to tell us about your new book, your website, your reading that you're doing, anything that's going on just to, to keep us up to date with what's happening in your poetry world. I want to say a couple words really quickly about our currently running poetry contest. I keep forgetting which year contest it is. I think it's like 17 or 18 or 15 or 16. It's like in the teens, and it's so many that I just kind of forget which one it is. But we've been doing this contest every year for as many years as we've been doing it. Uh, We're in the middle of it right now. I want to give a special thanks to our three judges, Hannah Dow, Aaron Gardner, and Douglas Richardson, who have been scoring all the poems that have been coming in from all of you who've entered. Um, about 275 poems have come in. Actually, more. That's how many paid entries we've had so far. We don't count you as an official entry until you've paid the $1 per poem entry fee. Um, you can find out all the information on how to enter by going to the website poetrysuperhighway.com slash PSH and then clicking right there on the banner at the top of the page. It says 2014 Poetry Contest um, or right under the menu. There, uh, the main Poetry Superhighway menu, it says contest, and there's a link to it there. It's a cool contest. It's only $1 per poem entry fee. All the guidelines on how to enter is there. Basically, you, you're going to fill out a form online. You're going to email your poems in a certain way to a certain place as requested, and then you're going to make your, your payment. If you're entering one poem, you'll pay $1. If you're entering 10 poems, you'll pay $10, etc. blah, blah, blah. If you're entering a million poems, you'll pay a million dollars. Uh, that's how it works. Um, I, as soon as I get your entry fee, I send your poems off to the judges. I send them off in one batch every day with, with all the poems entered by, by that, uh, uh, the, the people who, went, who submitted their entry fee that day. Um, with your names removed, the judges look at all the poems. They score them between zero and five points, and they uh, send them back. And uh, they send the scores back, and I, I keep track. At the end, someone wins. We've got to, we'll, we'll have two, three people who rise to the top, and 100% of the entry fees will be divided up amongst the top three scoring poets. Uh, the w- first place winner gets 50% of all the entry fees taken in. Second place winner gets 30%, and third place winner gets 20%. Um, just so you know, I'm not making any money off this contest. In fact, with PayPal fees, I'm actually losing money. Um, don't send donations. It's okay. I'm doing fine. But to just, you know, this is not a get-rich-quick scheme on my behalf. 
Um, on top of which, we have all of these sponsors. One sponsor, Roland Vassen, donated $250 to the contest, which means right now, say we had 250 entries. We have a little bit more, but just because it's easier to do the math, 250 entries. Um, add that $250 that he donated to the prize pot, and the first place winner is guaranteed to get 250 bucks um, and more as more entries come, came, come in. Thank you so much to Roland Vassen for donating that money. On top of which... We have so many sponsors who've donated books and services and other kinds of things of interest to poets and writers that as we've done every single year in the past, uh, we are planning to give every single person who enters a prize just for entering. So even if you score in last place, you're going to get a book from someone or something from someone. Um, so please, ladies and gentlemen, this is a cool contest. This is a chance to put yourself out there and see how your poems do. The uh, deadline to enter is uh, is before the next time we speak. It is um, it is uh, October fourth, and that's the deadline to fill out the entry uh, form and submit your poems and either submit your uh, payment via PayPal or to postmark your entry fee if you're paying uh, through the mail. Uh, just quick note on that: if you live, I live in Southern California, so if you live on the other side of the world and you're planning on paying via uh, through the mail, um, I need to receive the payment by the following Wednesday, um, 5th, 6th, I think that's the 9th. If I don't receive your entry fee by then, even if you postmarked it on time, unfortunately I won't be able to include your poems in. So if you're planning on entering at the last minute, you probably want to PayPal your stuff in. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to get right to our callers right now. Get excited. I hope you're excited. I'm excited. Our first caller is from the 973 area code. Hello. <laughs> ah, that's me. <laughs> oh, my I gosh. one fuck of a blender. <laughs> Coffee is not a drink for pussies. <laughs> Thank you. This is... Um, How are we doing, Rick? How are we doing? You made a union joke, you know. I'm a former union president, a postal union, uh, local 149 in New Brunswick, New Jersey. How dare you make a union joke? <laughs> I have no um I have no scruples, <laughs> David. I um I'm no scruples. No scruples. This by the way, yeah, for those of you listening, this is David um formerly of Newark, New Jersey. I think he moved to central New York or something last time I talked to you. I don't no, know where no, you are. I'm in Alabama now. I'm in Alabama. I'm in the heart of Dixie. I'm in the heart of Dixie. I'm in the bowels of the South. <laughs> well, I'm, Beautiful Pelham, Alabama. I've been here almost a month. I'm well, planning to stay. Yeah. Well, fantastic. It's well, it's, down here. It's good to hear your voice, um, and uh, I, I'm glad you, Rick, you have somebody turned somebody turned the oven on here, Rick. I tell you, it's been 90. Of, I I feel for you out there because, and here we're getting humidity. We're getting blasted with humidity, 90 degrees every bloody day. I mean, somebody turned the oven on and forgot to turn it off. It is. Well, it is. Beastly here. Beastly. Well, there you go. Well, David, listen, I've got like <laughs> 600 people on the phone. I'm glad you got the call in because I haven't, haven't heard from you in a few months. So let's hear your poem, man. Let me do the nasty. Let's do it. This is called um, uh, Conversations with My Cat or Bazaar. Now, Bazaar is a Russian word, really a Russian word that means bull session. It's just a <laughs> informal bull session. So... Uh, I named it after the cat, who, uh, in honor of the cat, uh, Susha, who is a Russian cat, because the girl who owned her was Russian, and she let me have it. But here it is. It's, uh, it's called uh, Bazaar, uh, Conversations with My Cat. I was abused by Susha Cat to the extent that I called the law in order to file a domestic violence complaint. As Susha Cat says that it is my word against hers, and if all else fails, she will throw herself on the mercy of the court. Susha is currently undergoing anger management and psychotherapy. I lost my patience with Susha Cat and threatened to sell her to the Koreans so that she could headline on tomorrow's menu as Susha Bimbap, served with short-grained rice and pickled radish, spicy gochujang and a clear scallion broth, all arranged in a large silver bowl topped with fried egg. 
Uh, Susha cannot comprehend the significance of this turn of events. I told Susha Cat that I intend to take a particularly obnoxiously loud, fiscally conservative, infomercially battery-powered electric razor used by Dick Cheney in a hunting mishap in order to shear her clean so that I will rename her Baldilocks as she becomes an Egyptian cat, complete with matching passport, as listed on Interpol's top ten most wanted. Susha demands her vittles as oblivious to recession and calls for self-sacrifice and belt tightening. I say to Susha girl, you're so bulbous. You're very, very bulbous. She replies, so are you. It is at this point that I realize that I am one egg roll short of a combination plate, have purchased a one-way ticket to Palookaville, and have finally arrived at the Hall of the Mountain King with Ronald Coleman to see the High Lama in order to learn the secret of how to live forever. The roof is sliding. Grisha Poyechala. That's it. David, that's amazing. You know, when you said the high llama, I was, you know, I was thinking that you gave a mammal some drugs or something. I don't know. I, um, uh, I, you know, I've missed your inimitable style here on Poetry Superhighway Live, and I'm so glad you got to call in today to, to share oh, that tale of uh, Sushi Cat. Thank you joy. so much. I've missed you so much. I've missed you so much. Thank you, Rick. Well, carry on, brother. Carry on. I will. Good to hear your voice. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was uh, you, uh, da- David from uh, now from Alabama. That's crazy. Uh, he, you know, I'll always know him as David from Newark, New Jersey, and uh, and you know now he's not there. Uh, it's hard. You know, you hear that voice and you don't think Alabama right away. You know what I'm saying? But uh, maybe he'll change his accent before uh, the next time we have the show. I don't know, ladies and gentlemen. The number to call in is six four six seven one six. 7362. Do call in and share your poem. Um, we've got a chat room if you're uh, on our Blog Talk radio page. A bunch of people are chatting in there right now, sharing information, uh, becoming colleagues. Uh, do it, ladies and gentlemen. It's all about uh, the Poetry Superhighway mission of exposing as many people to as many other people's poetry as possible. Join in, won't you? Our next caller. Um, okay, we've got two callers in a row here, both from the 516 area code. The first one is a uh, uh, five one six eight six eight. Hello, five one six eight six eight. Hi, hi, Rick. How you doing? I'm good. I, I see you're hot over there, but here it's cool. A little too cool today. I don't know what happened. Winter just came rushing in. Uh, this is um, Stan Barkin. Is, oh, hey, Stan. How are you doing? Uh, um, pretty good. From, pretty good. Cool. Have a new well, book out. Oh, great. Uh, from Tell which us about I, it. Well, I plan to read, and my Chinese translator is waiting to read it, the poem in Chinese. We didn't know how to coordinate this with some kind of conference call, but I'm alerting you now that I'll read this poem in English, and she'll read it in Chinese if you get her next. I think that's the other 516 number. Okay. Sounds good. We're, you know, I don't know how many Chinese speakers we have listening, but I guess well, we'll find out. The world, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, no doubt, no doubt. All right, well let's 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 give it a go. Okay, it's from Sailing the Yangtze, published this year by the Feral Press, called the Feral Press because the owners of it feed uh, fifty feral cats at LIU, and uh, that's it. Anyway, uh, Sailing the Yangtze. These poems were written. Well, there were 38 of them originally. Only I, I, I requested only 10 to be translated into Chinese. Um, when I was sailing the Yangtze with my wife, and this was before the, great, the three gorges flooded and covered over a thousand ancient villages. Sailing the Yangtze. After listening to the song of the bells struck by the thick, long sticks, each larger than a man, and the echoes of the stones, the sonorous whistling of the mouth blowing the bamboo lusheng, and the plucking of the strings on ancient zithers. After watching the young girls in red silk trimmed with gold topped with hats of Chinese calligraphs, 
after amazed at the works of a distant past, long before Moses wandered, wandered in the desert, long before even the pharaohs dreamed of structures to contain their imagined immortality, signals to the gods charioteering in the distance of 10,000 li. I feel the pull of the river's current gliding along the paths of my yearning, buried in the belly of the cruise ship half awake. I prepare to rise, to lift up mine eyes unto the mountaintops, there in the mists, there beyond the three gorges. Listen, the rush of water over rocks, over rocks, cascading down into the subterranean meanderings of the mind of myth and magic and pure exhilaration. Very nice. A lot of, uh, a lot of classic Jewish imagery in that. And, uh, and well done, Stanley. Glad to hear your voice again and um, etc. So you, you've got a new book out. Tell me what it's called again. Sailing the Yangtze. It's Sailing. in English and Chinese, translated by uh, Hong Ai Bai. Uh, her American name is Leslie. She's a Korean who was raised in China, so she speaks both Korean and Chinese. Uh, I published another book of hers um, uh, earlier this year. Uh, she with John Digby, who's a, a fine um, uh, artist in his own right, and uh, collages. And his, he makes collages. And he's the, one of the co-publishers of... Uh, of the Feral Press, lo- located in Oyster Bay, Long Island. Hmm. All right. So I imagine you, she's the other one on the on the other five one six number, waiting to call, <laughs> or rather why? to be recognized and to read that poem in Chinese. Um, well, let's actually let's see. Um, uh, do we have Leslie on the phone right now? Other five one six caller, is that you? What's the number? Oh, uh, okay. I guess that's not um, not her. Se- well, seeing as how it's a woman, I um, I mean a man. I I'm guessing oh, it's it's. I guess <laughs> not. It's someone else from the five one six area. Huh. I, I assumed that All was right. the case. Well, I guess well, that was there, wrong. There you go. Okay. Well, Stanley, thank you so much for uh, calling in as always, and and great to hear your voice. And uh, congratulations on your new book and this new project. And uh, and if uh, Leslie happens to call in, we'll let her read that poem in. Um, in uh, Chinese as well, and um, have a, uh, remind me where you're calling from. I know you're. Are you Long Island as well, or? Uh, yes, I'm. Uh, I'm calling from Merrick, Long Island, and Merrick, she's right. uh, uh, at the moment in Oyster Bay with her publishers Joan and John Digby, and uh, uh, working on another project. I think it's the um, uh, the, the Cold Food Festival poems. Yeah. Cool. Well, anyway, anyway, great. Much much success to you with that book, and good to talk with you as well. Thank you so much for calling in today. Nice to talk to you, Rick, and keep up the great work. Thank you so much. You too. All right, that was uh, Stanley Barkin calling from Long Island, New York. He's a very active and busy person in poetry, publishing, uh, running a website, and just keeping uh, keeping himself and other people very busy and immersed in poetry. So very good to hear his voice and. Uh, here on the show and if uh, Leslie if you're listening and you want to call in and and read the translation of that poem I, I hope you do we'd, we'd love to hear it for our our, uh, our Chinese audience and actually uh, you know uh, 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 Neville Hyatt uh, I see in the chat room who's coming up in a couple of callers as well uh, mentioned uh, you know doesn't know Chinese but is intrigued to hear how it how it uh, how it hears how it sounds which is exactly how I feel. I, I know when I hear poetry in another language, um, uh, even if I don't know the words that are being spoken, there, there's something really interesting about hearing someone read with the right intention of the poetry in that language, and you get a certain mood and a certain feel from it. So it'll be an interesting experience if that comes to fruition today. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, moving on, the number to call in if you'd like to call in is 646-716-7362. Uh, and now to that other 516 caller, uh, who is not the Chinese translator, but is someone legitimate unto himself. Hello, 516-425. Oh, hello. How you doing, Rick? How you doing? My name's Keith. I'm Keith. calling from uh, 
uh, I'm right. I'm not in Long Island. I'm right. I'm right on the Queens Nassau County border, though, so it's I'm not far from them. <laughs> well, there you go. You guys should get together for lunch. Absolutely, Merrick's uh, fifteen twenty minutes from where I live on the highway, so it's gotta go a little east. Cool. What? So what? So Keith, um, you got a poem for us? I do. Um, I actually just put out a poetry book myself. It's a lot of romantic stuff because I got you know I, I don't know I get them a little warped in the head, but uh, hey, you know what? Everybody appreciates it from some point or another. So. Um, yeah, I got a poem. It's called uh, Lady Elizabeth Avery. Let's hear it. You got it. Thank you. Uh, Migrate to the hollow in an allotoned grove. A shrinking violet arose from her toes. I've been humored by the prose that speaks of this extinct species that should not be exposed. I was disposed of my queries repeatedly, but no doldrum can swallow me or keep me enclosed. The chances can be one in a hundred. I'd stack to corrode, but there will be one formula where I will not be plundered. The sundry of approaches in contempt incessantly eroded walls were approaching attempts. Happily, I would be sullied and beat, over and over, bashed and pelted frequently, so I can choose just one victory. I'd suffer many defeats without one triumph I need, groveling a court's love favor, appealing to our hallowed deity. May my fleeting Persephone be the glory and nimbus of Lady Elizabeth Avery. Short and sweet. Thank you, Keith. My pleasure. Thank you for having me on, did, on the show. Did you, did you say you had a book coming out or a book just out too? Yeah, I um, yeah, I just put the book. That poem was in a series of books. Actually, the name of the book is Elizabeth. I have got it on uh, Amazon and my own website, as well as another book I put out. So I have two go. I have two out, and then uh, I got a novel coming out as well. I got a publishing deal with somebody. Uh, another organization, so um, it's, it's very exciting times right now. That's great. If people want to go, you know, check out your stuff, do you, do you have a website, or do you want to just tell us your full name so we can look at you on Amazon, or what, what do you think? Um, yeah, it's uh, Keith Fuchs, and my website is www.mythmyththepoet.com. Um, you know, I, that's one of the aliases I use, so I use myththepoet.com or... Uh, the, the organization that I that I own, Compelled, compelled by Cami.com. That's the production company name that I used to do, used to uh, distribute my books. So either one of those two websites. So again, Keith Fuchs, you can look me up. I appreciate all the support and you know thank everybody for the time listening to my work. Yeah, quick question. You're obviously in the in the New York City area, and there's a ton of stuff in poetry going on there. Is there like a a regular reading that you participate in that that you want to give a shout out to? Um, well, I haven't been down there uh, in a while, but the New Eureka Poets Cafe, awesome place. And, and tomorrow I'm going to Bower, Bowery Poetry Cafe. That's another great place over in uh, Manhattan. That's fantastic. So uh, both those places are great. And um, if anybody comes down to the area and they want to look for uh, a place to, you know, have, you know something robust and, and original, that's, that's those are great places to go. You see a lot of great poets over there. Fantastic. Well, Keith, thanks for calling in. Uh, we do this every month. Call in again, and um, and uh, good to hear your work. Thank you very much. I appreciate it, Rick. You have a great day. Thanks, you too. That was uh, Keith Keith Fuchs calling from uh, 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 Queens, right around Queens, New York City. <clears throat> two callers from the 516 in a row. One of them, you know, you just kind of expect one of them to be the Chinese translator when you get two in a row. But um, anyway, uh, the number to call in is... Six four six seven one six seven three six two. What else you got to do today except call in and read poetry? Um, moving on, just to prove to you, ladies and gentlemen, that this show is a worldwide open reading, as I bill it to every every month when we send out an email. We are now going to Australia uh, to uh, Neville Hyatt. Hi, Neville. Good morning, Rick. How are you today? I'm doing good, thanks. How are you? Not too bad. Oh, we were chatting in the. Um chat room on the blog talk radio page whether it's too early to have ice a uh, long island iced tea because <coughs> it's only seven o'clock in the morning but because it's the afternoon there i could have one couldn't i yeah i mean by that logic there's no reason why why you shouldn't you know i i arrived at a uh, a synagogue this morning where i'm a music teacher and they had just finished up 
doing some more. I, I go there and do some singing with the kids and stuff. And um, I, I arrived right, and it was probably nine in the morning when I arrived, and they had just finished this morning service that they do, and they had like schnapps out on the table. And this is nine in the morning, so I figure if, if they can have schnapps at nine in the morning, surely. You, well, I guess seven in the morning's even earlier. You know, it sounds like prime time for a Long Island iced tea. Yeah, yeah, I think snaps would be preferable, though. That's good stuff. Indeed. So, um, you got a poem for us? Yeah, I do. Always hard to try and pick one out, but I don't think I've done this one before, and if I have, it's been a while. So, we'll go with Blue French Horn Forever. I spent years listening to your song but now the last note has been played. You weaved a tune so captivating I held my breath between each verse. Wondering what tale the next section would tell. I laughed, I cried, I even high-fived. All in all, it's been legendary. So many hooks over the years kept me coming back for more. But now the final note has been played. Promises were made and friendships challenged. Yet the whole world chewed in as you took your final bow. Love wove its unpredictable hand throughout. The city skyscape changed in the time it took to tell your tale. And now that the curtains have closed, your memory will live on in the hearts and minds that witnessed it all. Blue French horn forever. That's that piece. Nice ending, Neville. Thank you. Thank you. Um, what, what's going on in your poetry world that you want to share with everyone listening? Um, not huge man in the poetry world. I just competed in my first ever poetry slam the other week, though, um, which was pretty exciting to um, be part do? of a live event. How'd you do? Um, I didn't win or come second. Otherwise, I don't know. But I had fun. <laughs> got, got some good scores, got some good feedback from the audience. But yeah, we, we only got told who won and who came second. So, But um, no, it was a great event. But the big news for me is I just published my first collection of short stories. Hmm. Moving into the prose world. Um, so that's now out and available and various competitions and incentives running due to that one just being launched last weekend. Cool, congratulations. And tell us uh, uh, tell us what your website is so people can check it out if they want. Yep, so the website's nevillehyatt.com. Um, and if you look up some shorter than others, if you Google that one, you'll find the, um, the collection of short stories online. Cool. Well, Neville, always great to hear your voice, and thank you for truly making this a worldwide show. Uh, uh, I really appreciate it. It's always a pleasure, and I look forward to actually um, entering your competition this week. Oh, cool. I still haven't done that, and I need to do that. Please do. Please do. Um, um, and thank you, for, uh, thank you for even wanting to do that. Um, um, all right, cool. Well, um, uh, uh, have a great – oh, I see I typed your uh, – your, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I got your, your website spelled wrong in the chat room there. Um, I'm, I'm I, not the hotel chain. I spell it with an I, not a Y. Yeah, there, that's uh, that's that was my bad. I had just stayed at a Hyatt hotel and somehow assumed that you were, you know, the leader of that empire. But no, I wish um, I was. If I was, I'd be sponsoring your contest big time, <laughs> not just little time. Well, with that in mind, much future success to you, uh, Neville. Thank you, Rich. All right, cool. Um, have a great day, and uh, and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks. All right, that was uh, Neville Hyatt calling from, from down under from Australia, um, uh, uh, our worldwide representative. And we've had other callers from other parts of the world, um, Jamaica, we've had uh, England, um, Israel at one point. Um, so it's not unusual, but you, you don't get any further away from where I am than Australia, I think, and still be on the planet. I'm not sure I worded that correctly. But anyway, uh, moving on, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the number to call in is 646-716-7362. Moving much closer to me, we are now uh, uh, saying hello to a caller from the 310 area code. Hi. Hi, Rick. Yeah. It's Jean Colonymous. I wasn't sure I was on or not. <laughs> you, you were definitely from on. Welcome. Hi. Welcome back, Jean. Great to hear your voice again. Thank you. You too. Such a fun, 
Sunday treat. It's um, the least I could do. <laughs> I love this schnapp story. Um, I, I want to read today something. Um, I was a um, dancer with Martha Graham uh, in the 60s. Some of you may not know who Martha Graham is or was because she now ex- she she passed away in the early 90s and she was a great pioneer of modern dance and really changed the artistic world of modern of dance itself and was called the Pablo Picasso of the dance world wow yeah <laughs> it's pretty impressive yes she she was one of the things that she was very original for was that she told the mythical stories uh, from the female point of view. For example, this, the her ballet, her dance night journey was about Jocasta, not about Oedipus. I mean, Oedipus featured in it, but um, she told the Oresti the 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 Agamemnon myth from Clytemnestra's point of view, his wife who he left behind for twenty something years to fight the Trojan War. So anyway, that's the tradition that uh I come from. Uh-huh. And uh the poem is called The Temple of the Pelvic Truth. We are the Graham Crackers who worship at the temple of the pelvic truth. We pray to the kundalini and the duende goddesses, where our contractions and releases, like these holy preachings, begin at the base of our spines. We start our rituals on the floor, some of us anticipating the class's tone from the pianist accompanying that day. Tom, our least favorite, bangs out a 4-4 beat, missing the sensuous innuendos in Martha's movement vocabulary. A small group enjoys drip-dry jazz king Ralph. He teases out a note and then silence. When we're about to give up, he plunks another key to inform our next move. And then there's Stanley, whose Chopinesque chords seep into our bodies. When he plays, we forget how imperfect we are, how awful is our balance our contractions, our being, we are truly gone. Wow, Jean, that was quite a compelling piece and so well read. I mean, just, you know, Thank you. I, 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 uh, <clears throat> there are people in the chat room saying they were captivated. Um, well done. Really enjoyed that quite a bit. I kind I of relive it <laughs> as I speak it. Well, you make us relive it too. I love the, you know, the kind of the the turn at, you know, uh, and then there's Stanley, you know, and just yeah, that line alone, without knowing who Stanley is, you know that he's someone who's got, you know, and it's just, uh, it was great. Thank you, thank you, Rick. All right, Jean, thank you so much for calling in, and uh, and uh, we'll talk with you again soon. Yes. All right. Have a lovely rest of your day. That was uh, uh, Jean Colonymous calling from here in uh, Southern California, Topanga, uh, to be exact. Um, great piece. All right, ladies and gentlemen, 646-716-7362. If you want to call in, our next caller is from the 256 area code. Hi. Hey, how you doing? This is Gary Malone from Alabama. Hi, Gary. Nice hey, to Hey, how nice are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you doing? I'm good. What, what city in Alabama are you calling from? Uh, Athens. Athens. I'm sorry. Athens, Alabama. Cool. It's Sounds about, like you've... 
You've got aliens shooting at you over there. <laughs> now that was my that was a notification on my cell phone. I turned it down. <laughs> if you need us to send reinforcements, Gary, let us know. No, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. I was just I got two short pieces here, and I was trying to decide which one I was going to read. Uh, it's one of them called Poetic Poems, and the other one is called A United America. And it was uh, I wrote it. Actually, I wrote it September 11, uh, 2011. Maybe uh, do that one since we just had. Maybe do that one since we just had September 11th. I mean, right, you, I do that. Yeah, I, I do that. Okay. Can you hear me clearly? I sure can. Okay. Here we go. Thirteen years ago today, September 11, 2001, was indeed a day, a tragic event took place. However, September 12, 2001 was a special day, but for the first time in my lifetime, I witnessed a day of unity like none other, when black and white came together like true sisters and brothers. Racism faded, if only for a minute. The memory of lives lost on September 11, 13 years later, most certainly deserves America's full attention. So today we honor our fallen comrades and their ultimate sacrifice. So full of courage and unwillingly knowing that 9-11-2001 will be the last day of their life. But it's, through, but it's through every survivor, every American alive today, that their legacy will live on forever as they rest in peace in their internal home. I listened and I watched the network recap the events of 2001-9-11. The airplanes, the Twin Towers, the Pentagon, smoke, the panic, the anxiety, the streams, the cries for help, the tears and the pain, the eyewitnesses, the firefighters, the workers, the innocent bystanders, the last phone calls all the death and the destruction as the rest of the nation not knowing what was happening the prayers they are paused for a moment of silence and I pray that one day America will unite again but without one single life loss through any kind of act of violence may we live in a united well, that's a great vision, uh, Gary. I, I, from your mouth to everyone's ears, you know what I'm saying? Thank you, Ray. Thank you. Cool. Well, thank you so much for uh, for calling in and sharing that uh, perfectly timed piece this week. Um, and uh, and I'm sure we all share your your you know the same hope that you uh, you you explored in that piece. All right. Thank you, man. I appreciate you for letting me share. No problem. All right, call in again. I uh, will. All right, take it easy. That was uh, Gary calling from uh, Athens, Alabama. Just uh, trying to jam through the calls today because we, we have just tons of calls, and I want to make sure to get get to everyone. Um, so uh, forgive me if I don't, if I don't uh, chat as much as I usually do with everyone. I just want to give everyone, as many people as possible, the opportunity to get on. Uh, next caller is from the 614 area code. Hi. 614, are you there? Rick, I'm here. What's going on? This is Vincent Dupanio's Live. What's happening? Hey, Vincent, how you doing? Doing good, man. Excellent, man. How's things going? Life is good. Good, 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 good. Excellent, excellent. Let's hey, hear so your piece, man. How's that turned out that you wind up doing in uh, in uh, California? Say it again. I said, how did that uh, event turn out that you wind up doing in California? I don't remember which event you're referring to, um, so I don't know. <laughs> I know Come we, we on, probably. Man. We, you know, I do a lot of stuff out here. So we probably talked last month about about something I was yeah, doing. Yeah, we, we did. That's and, okay. I'm not going to take up time because I know you got a ton of people, ton of people on. But uh, we'll 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 get back to it later. I'll just send you. I'll send you an email at your uh, at your uh, regular email address. No problem. Let's just 
let's just assume that it was it was a great event and and everyone was wowed by by whatever happened in it and they're still talking about it they're still like thinking well let's do that again how can we duplicate the success of that that's how it yeah. works Vincent. cool cool i saw some t- stuff on twitter about it so I, I know it turned out good so i just wanted to get get it straight from the horse's mouth so to speak but that's cool I am going to. Uh, I got a got a new book coming out, finishing it up. So it's called uh, Letters from um, from the Amish Country. I did a visit to uh, Berlin, Ohio, back in April, and I wind up doing about six or seven pieces there. And I'm finishing it up. So uh, kind of was really impressed just with Amish country. So while I was there, I passed by a pine cone tree, and there was a one single. Well, not really one single. It's one pine cone sitting off to the side by itself from the other pine cone, so it kind of inspired me to do a, a uh, piece on it. So that's what I'm going to read today, and it's called The Pitiful Ponderings of a Passing Pine Cone. A peak of light I now see as I quietly hang from the tree. Only a small glimmer pierces through. You don't see me, but I see you. And so much more as I hang high. A whiff of my scent passes you by. You turn and give me a brief stare as the wind continues to disturb your hair. My arms withdraw as the sun goes down. The green foliage above my only crown. As the sun creeps up over yonder way, my arms stretch up as night turns to day. The branch that holds me firm and tight suddenly adds weight as a bird alights. A pregnant robin causes me to shake. Relieving herself, give me a break. The mixture passes me and drops to the ground and joins pine needles gathered round. My brothers also lay all around, no longer sharing my view of the town. It starts with a small crack, then a snap. I feel myself lopped, then my stem unwrap. My brothers call, come down, we're bored. A cut, a tear in my umbilical cord. I have been fired. I've been let go. No longer from this tree will I grow. My descent is short, but seems so long. Scraping against branches, I am dethroned. A thick branch unexpectedly becomes my neck. The beginning ends. The stage is set. I'll soon join my brothers on the lower floors. My penthouse view is now no more. What will be my fate once I am down? Crushed by a truck or kicked around, picked up and added to potpourri, or simply left to dry out under my tree. Thank you so much, uh, Vincent. I I, um, I don't know the answer to the question you posed at the end there, but I, I hope we find we all find out at some point. <laughs> so it's a pine cone that has fallen and is like now wondering what's going to be its inevitable in no i get yeah i mean and and that's uh i hope it makes a friend you know i mean um <laughs> it's a great it's a great use of personification um of the pine cone there um and and it's it's a, for those of us who live in areas where we really don't have pine cones um it's kind of a cool glimpse uh into the potential of that world as well yeah definitely Cool, Vincent. Well, thank cool. you so much for calling in, and uh, and I know hey. I'm going to hear from you again as well. As always, as always. So, uh, you know, you can check out my other stuff at conqueror.wix, and uh, so I got a uh, site there, so it's conqueror.wix. Got it. I'm sorry, conqueror421.wix.com forward slash wasp, W-A-S-P. So it'll be on there probably in about uh, 20 or so days. But I know you got other people, Rick. Appreciate your time. Appreciate uh, you keeping this going. It's been going on for years. And, uh, hey, you have a great one. Thanks. You too, Vincent. Take it easy. Um, uh, that was Vincent uh, sharing his story of the uh, the plight of the, the, the pine cone. I hope the pine cone... Uh, I just hope it turns out all right for the pine cone. Um, all right, moving on. Our next caller is from the 718 area code. Hello. 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 Hi, who's who's this? Hello. Yes, hello. 
Hi, my name is Leslie. Just now, Stan was uh, reading his uh, poem, and uh, he was expecting me to read the Chinese. Right, of course. Um, uh, Leslie, you're, so you're also calling from the New York area? Yes, yes. Right, so those of you who just tuned in, um, uh, Stanley Barkin read a poem at the beginning of the show. Um, right. And, and so Leslie here is, his, is the translator, and she's going to... Uh, I'm so glad you got to call in. We're, we're going to hear your, uh, you, you, you read the translation of that poem. Go for it. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. Um, my Chinese name is Hong Ai Bai, and Leslie, of course, is my English name, just to make uh, it easier for other people to remember my name. Um, now I'm going to uh, read the Chinese translation to uh, Stanley Barton's uh, poem on uh, his travel uh, on the Yangtze River. Um, I'm starting now. Tiao Liu Changjiang. Wotinghao,Zhongsheng,Yanya,Chanai, 我惊叹于远古就流传下来的艺术躺在游轮的底舱我半睡半醒准备着该起了睁开眼睛去观赏那沿岸的高山之巅那沉雾中的山峡听江水用力的撞击着岩石再从岩石倒流到深深的江底带着千百年的传奇神秘和无限的痛
Well, I love your work, and uh, and that poem is no exception. That was awesome. Thank you. <laughs> See you around campus. Dream, dreams of fornication. We all have them. It's... Uh, um, thank you, by the way. I mentioned you earlier. I don't know if you were listening. Um, you're one of the sponsors of the currently running Poetry Superhighway Contest, and you donated a generous chunk of uh, change, which is being added into the prize pot, and which is just kind of guarantee that whoever wins is going to get get a you know a really nice prize for for winning. So thank you so much for doing that, and it's great to hear you on the show as well. My pleasure. You take care. All right, take it easy. That was uh, Vashin from uh, here in Southern California calling in one of our uh, uh, Poetry Superhighway contest sponsors and, and really an awesome writer uh, as well as you just heard. Moving along, next caller is from the 647 area code. Hi, 647. 647. Hello, Rick. Yes, hello. How are you today? I'm good. Who's this? Uh, my name is Alex Charney, and I'm calling you from Canada, sir. Hi. Oh, Alex, we've, I've seen you online. We've, we've corresponded and stuff. Um, we have done that. Well, thank you for verifying that, because I, you know, it, just, it, makes, it makes the whole thing more believable. Absolutely, Rick. Uh, uh, I've, written one, I, I've written one about uh, a baby whale in... I guess it's a lot of the images when you see the whales doing their massive group beaching that I wrote one in reverse of that and actually when one actually changed his mind and he didn't follow that group. All right. So um, would you like me to read it? Please. Okay, it's called Rare Illumination. He came so close to shore following in his mother's footsteps Instinct pulled him away when he saw some whales who were ahead already beached on the sand. He had no reason but the want to cry. For why was this happening? What would those so possessed to make such a sacrifice in the name of which purpose? Certainly nothing that he could put his fin on. A case of the imprinted being led by their first impression. This was not his idea of a fond farewell, for he was barely born, yet in his infancy there was still a measure, an ancient spirit, within a young shell whose connection to the past was not severed. Light was still in that tunnel. From these remnant striations came continuous enlightenment. So those who were behind him saw the little one's path. Something inside of them favored preservation, over permanent extinction. This rare illumination was their guiding light in the image of a savant whose spontaneous maneuver was a saving grace to ones who chose blue depths over a suffocating dry land. Fantastic. Alex, thank you so much. Um, oh, you're uh, welcome, perhaps, perhaps our first poem about a baby whale here on, uh, on Poetry Superhighway Live. That sounds great, Rick. All right, cool. Well, um, thank you for calling in, please, uh, and representing uh, Canada as well. Um, and uh, and uh, please call in again. Sure will. Take All right, care, take Rick. it easy. That okay. was uh, Alex Alex Cherney calling from uh, from the Great White North, uh, Canada. Thank you so much, Alex. Um, our next caller is uh, let's see um, another uh, another block number. Who do I have on the line right now? Hi, this is Elisa Lappin. Can you hear Hi. me? Hi, I can. Hi. Yeah, where are you well, calling from? Uh, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. So when Represent. you called out for Brooklyn before, I forgot that my number was blocked. Anyway, in honor of Brooklyn, <laughs> I'm going to read Brooklyn's first tunnel, 1840 through 1846. Cool. The day the last brick was laid over my mouth, my rails and ties pulled like old teeth. The furrows in my floor left like hollowed gums. I was safe inside this vaulted piece. The steam trains, long gone, took with them my guttural roar, crowds of parasoled ladies, top-hatted gawkers, and dull comments on my short length or arched roof, my youth and all the chance I had for greatness. What stole my voice was the newer breed, who did not like the ferry from Manhattan, the rails were nice to ride, 
six hours over wild moraine, glaciers had deposited where foxes stalked, pheasants, egrets flew. But then came a day-long sail to Boston from Long Island over open sea, bit by foggy breath of seasons. Besides, robber barons, with titles to Connecticut's shore, thought better to line their silk pouches with more gold. No mercury yet lived asleep in stone. Stars had not yet shone indoors. Stations grew across East River in another wild of woods and farms beyond that town. I was quieted before my voice was young, bankrupted. I am hidden, safe. Cool, Lisa. really enjoyed that. Thank you. Um, Nice historical bent to it, the idea of the first tunnel and everything. Uh, very nice. Quick question about Brooklyn. Have you had Oddfellows ice cream? Nope. <laughs> uh, um, not, la- I'm forbidden eating ice cream. So I oh, man. The wrong question to ask you. I'm sorry. sorry. All right. <laughs> Never mind. I won't. Let's for, forget I even mentioned it. Um, well, look, I'm going to get to my next caller, but thank you so much thank for calling in much. and uh, and talk to you next time. Okay, great. Thanks. All right, that was um, that was Elisa calling from Brooklyn. Sorry about mentioning a forbidden food. Um, everyone else, you should get some Oddfellows ice cream. It's really good. Um, moving on, our next caller is from the 201 area code. Hi. Hi, Rex. How are you doing? I'm good. Who am I talking to? Uh, this is Ron Brender, and I'll just read my poem quickly and get off because I know you're pressed for time. Well, tell us where you're calling from first, Ron. Uh, I'm calling from Glen Ridge, New Jersey. Glen Ridge, all right. Okay, here we go. It's called Tomorrow Leaves Yesterday Behind, and it's for Ray and Janae Rice. Tomorrow can't come fast enough. Yesterday can't die fast enough. Let the past stay past. Let it die and be buried so we can get on with life, forget our mistakes, our crimes, and our punishments. Forget the evil we've done, the pain we've caused. Let tomorrow be a fresh page on which to write the great American novel with the happiest of endings until the next tomorrow. That's an even newer novel that ends the the story with the closing of the book, but just before the climax. Let us remember yesterday and today. Please, please let us repent, do penance, and be forgiven. And that's it. Cool, Ron. Thank you so much for uh, calling in, representing uh, New Jersey, and reading that poem for us. Okay, Rick. I'll get off because I know you don't have the time. <laughs> it's true. We're packed today, but uh, but uh, that doesn't mean that we didn't enjoy listening to your poem. Thanks. All right. Take it easy. That was Ron from Glen Ridge, New Jersey. I'm going to try to squeeze in one more caller. I've got two minutes left. Um, blocked number. Hello. Hello, Rick. This is Michael from Birmingham. So that hey, makes your third caller. That makes hi, Rick. That makes your, that makes three callers from Birmingham from Alabama today. Um, it's like an infestation. Okay, I think this is a good one to close with and to go into it. Okay, because I wrote it today and really wanted to read it. Comedian didn't know she was going in for the miracle lift. Always limousines in lieu of a hearse. And the tears of laughter, comic relief, washing away tragedy. It's fashionable to pretend the end couldn't keep Joan from speaking at her own funeral. I want Meryl Street crying in five different accents and donate the remains to Tupperware. Not a fanfare farewell, just a camaraderie of fellow artists. Not there for roast or toast. Brothers and sisters, stronger than stage fright, turning her graveside over into a standing ovation. Icons don't die. Laughter, the vital sign of joy, the heartbeat of life. Always able, we can talk, sister, poet, comedian. 
So cool. Michael, I'm just out of time. Really enjoyed that. Enjoyed the whole donating remains to Tupperware. Thank you so much, as always, for calling in um, and being part of our show. Thanks to everyone who called in. I'm sorry we didn't get to the last couple of callers. Um, What a packed show. I hope it's like this every month. Um, um, I love talking with you guys. I love getting as many people on as possible. Our next show is going to be October 19th. That's when we're going to announce the winners of the Poetry Superhighway Poetry Contest first. So tune in for that. Um, Everyone, have a great rest of your Sunday and uh, enter our contest. You might win something. You'll definitely win something. Have a great Sunday, everyone.